Welcome to Common Nonsense with Kevin and Kobe. I'm Kevin, I think. And I'm Kobe. It's been so long, I almost forgot what my name was. Yeah, I, I can understand that. God, it's, we haven't recorded in, what is it, almost a month now since you left me? Uh, yeah, real close to that. Uh, probably just five days short of a month, so yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you unaware, Kobe decided to graduate and leave Fort Collins, and we thought we would be, you know, recording constantly. Um, but then he decided to move to one of those parts of America where they don't have internet. Yeah. Because I'm that's Oklahoma. The, I'm out in the country. It's nice, though. I get right. to shoot every day. Yeah. So, I'm happy about like, that. But, yeah, there's um, there's no internet out there. Yeah, like... What is the point in living in a place where you can't even see what's going on in the world anymore? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty refreshing not to have to pay attention to all the BS because like, uh, so some of those Jefferson memorials and statues and stuff have been taken down and that like bugs the fire out of me. And you mean racist statues? Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, the fact that his in particular have been taken down, oh man, that like, uh, it really hits a nerve with me, so. Well, it's it's because of this erasing of history that's going on. Where It's unreal. Everyone. Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, I know. Had his statues destroyed in California. Like, there is, there is no rhyme or reason about this. And what's, they're getting away with it because the silent majority is starting to bug the fuck out of me. Like I, I, how long have I talked about the silent majority and how how I have faith in the silent majority, right? Yeah, I mean, I just I consider us a I silent don't. minority, though. Yeah, well, there's I think the silent majority sees how stupid it is, but they're not going to say anything. Everybody who comes in contact with this leftist Marxist movement kowtows and bends the knee immediately. It's. It doesn't matter what corporation it is, what, you know, what films you've been in. It doesn't matter. Like, you kowtow immediately and hope to God. Yeah, how you feel about uh, Jimmy Kimmel's little cancel, like, culture going? He freaking deserves it. I'm <laughs> sick and tired of this shit. Like, you, you guys, you lefties in Hollywood spent so much time living on the moral high ground that when it started to flood over, all you did was kick other people. All you're doing is kicking people, other people down, like... You got surprised that they would come for you. You thought, man, if I just say Black Lives Matter, they're not going to come after me. You know, I'll signal that I'm an ally and they won't come after me and I'll be perfectly fine. And it's just like, nah, bruh, you got to realize destruction is the name of the game here. And even though we've, you know, when you're speaking of someone like Jimmy Kimmel, even though we've seen your acts of destruction towards the genre that is comedy, they're going to destroy your life. And let me ask you, um, how you feel about like all this anti-whiteness that's being pushed so hard, like on Instagram, like you see the Blackout Tuesday and all the uh, the uh, posts about educating yourself and like what you can do about or with your white privilege and like how to give to these Black Lives Matter groups without when you don't have any money, blah blah blah. Like, how how do you feel about the obvious anti-whiteness and like making white people take a knee and apologize and all this other stuff like how, oh, I, as a white person how does it feel that you have so many white people being extremely anti-white dude it's it's amazing to me that uh it's absolutely amazing to me that racism is just that racism is just so accepted now it's like it's, it's all a tactic, though, right? It makes no sense. When you look at it from the perspective of rationality, it makes no sense at all. When you look at it through the perspective of Marxism, through the perspective of Marxist cultural revolutions, it makes perfect sense. You have to demonize the force that you see as power and destroy the like status to, quo. Yeah, exactly. And, and they've, they're so convinced because... You know, stupid, I always say a mark of a stupid person is when you're confronted with an issue, you look at its very surface and that is as far as you go. So people are confronted with issues now. They look as far as the surface. Oh, George Floyd was killed because he was black and this officer was white. And that's, that's, the, that's literally the surface of this. This That's as far as we're going to go and we're not going to ask any more fucking questions about it. 
Yeah, but how do you feel seeing the anti-whiteness about this? Dude, it, it, the black supremacy, it's, it's not just anti-white, it's black supremacy. Sure, was, it, yeah. It was going to happen. There was no avoiding it. It's, it's as Terry Crews said, it's as Shelby Steele says, uh, white guilt is black supremacy. And that's what it comes from. So Shelby Steele talks about this. Um, what happened in the 1960s is that white supremacy was defeated. America did something amazing. It acknowledged, uh, it acknowledged its failings. It acknowledged that it had not lived up to the standard it, it set for itself, and it vowed to change, and it changed. White supremacy almost overnight became unacceptable at all levels. Right? And that's, that's been taken now by these Marxists that lead Black Lives Matter because it's intentional. They are intentionally trying to um, make it so that you cannot question their movement. You cannot question what they say. If you are a white person, you are not allowed to speak. Wait, wait a second. Is it racist to tell me that because of the color of my skin, I'm not allowed to do something? No, fuck you. Uh, racism comes from positions of power. Wait a second. Aren't you trying to, trying to put yourself in this position of power, making you racist? No, no, no. That's not how any of this works, right? It's, it is intentional... It's the white guilt, and not white guilt as in white people feeling, white liberals feeling guilty. It's white liberals acknowledging that because of slavery and Jim Crow, like, they lost the moral high ground, so they have to gain it back somehow. Yeah, but even some of the neocons and stuff like that are, are feeling the, the pressure of this. Like, uh, I'm seeing uh, one of the uh, head editors for uh, Campus Reform yeah. is talking about, yeah, it's time to stop naming stuff after confederate uh uh generals and stuff like that and is calling them saying like why why bring up that part of history when we know some people have a problem with it so how do you how do you feel about that like if someone were to build a new town in the south and uh they put a street through there and they called it like uh lee street after General Lee. How would you feel about that? I mean, I just think it's stupid to, to celebrate the Confederacy because, like, I, I can acknowledge how stupid the Confederacy was. Oh, um, come on now. Dude, no, man. no. Like, pe people, people who deny that slavery was probably the biggest motivator for... Uh, it was definitely a motivator, but no, it's, it not was even, big, it was, it's not even in their Confederate Constitution, though. No, slavery was like the biggest motivator. It's not in their Confederate constitution because the whole point of the Confederacy was that states get to dictate everything. Yeah, but like, I don't even, the every, North wasn't every even state. trying to stop the slave trade before it happened. Yeah, it was. No. It was actively trying to stop the slave trade. The North is the reason why slaves were no longer allowed to be imported ever again. Like they're, they're, no, they that's were not actively true. working that's against not true. it. Yeah. That's not true. Be what? Because the Virgin Virginia, well, Virginia yeah. was split half half weren't they yeah that's that's why west virginia exists okay because part of new Gen virginia was on the north yeah okay well anyways it was virginia because it was thomas jefferson who stopped the importation trust me yeah i know that but well, that happened literally almost a hundred years before the civil war happened we're, we're talking that's a hundred year span of not not being able that's two that's at least two or three generations of slave owners and only three percent of white people own slaves this wasn't like it, of course they were the most wealthy of, of of the southerners don't get me wrong about that and they did have a lot of influence but um it was a, a big chunk of it i would say if you're gonna call it anything you can call it 50 50 but you can't give slavery more than that because it had to do with import tariffs and stuff like that the the north well, it, was able to get stuff from europe cheaper i mean fair enough but there's also the the fact of the matter is that slavery enabled the southern society to exist as it was because slavery existed you had yeah you had your top three percent that owned slaves but all the white people in between you know the slaves and the rich were existed in a state of at least we're not at the bottom and it allowed for this this middle class of uh, of people that you know not middle class as we see now but like they were not 
equal in any way to the people at the top. But they could they could maintain this idea of well at least we're better than the slaves right yeah so, but then you have so many you you have a good percentage of black slave owners too that's a that's another thing because like in Louisiana that's something that fifty percent of slave owners were black I I always I try to tell people I'm like do you even know who the first slave owner in America was how about you do you do you know who the first slave owner in America was are you asking me yeah. Um, I forget his name, but if I recall, An- he was he was like a mulatto. Anthony Johnson. He was black. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he a mulatto? I'm pretty sure he was. He was just black. He was. He looked very black. Oh, like oh, I thought he was half half. He might. He might have been. I don't know. But but at the very least, it was if Barack Obama was black as a president, then Anthony Johnson was black as a slave owner. All right, fair enough. Um, and so it's like. Slavery was evil, obviously, and it and it is evil to this day. But uh Kobe, do you know what a black slave costs today? Oh boy, I don't I don't know what the prices there in Somalia are. Well, in Libya, <laughs> uh it's about two hundred dollars. Right. You can get you can get a you can get a black slave for two hundred dollars. Alright. So, um why isn't Black Lives Matter actually fighting slavery? I mean, yeah, obviously that's piss on them for doing for not talking about that like and i've seen i think one post about abortion from a black lives matter group but it wasn't like the overarching blm movement wasn't like abortion killing black people well the the blm movement calls for the destruction of the nuclear family actively i know i did see that i did see that but they they're marxists they hardly talk about abortion which is sad yeah no yeah no it's like well it's because abortion allows for population control which is you know pretty pretty important in a utopian society if you tell them they're not allowed to have abortions and they say you're over like you're you're overly targeting minority women why is that? Like, bro, Black Lives uh, Matter is the most anti-black group there is in the world. There, yeah, one hundred percent. I stand I, behind that. Do Do you think that? Do you think black communities are starting to notice this stuff? No. Unfortunately, no. I don't think so at all. Do you think that the tearing down of Jesus statues is going to do it? Um, it'll do it for your grandmas and your moms, but not not the young men. Well, you need to win the grandmas and the moms because if you can win twenty five percent, then you win the election. So, um, uh, like I said, I'll be curious, but I, I would figure some of your grandmas and moms aren't just not gonna vote, like they haven't. Well, no, so I, I think I think that as soon as you start going after like the Jesus statues and stuff like that, every middle aged, probably every black man over the age of forty two, like most of them, are also gonna be seeing the problems with this. Like, yeah, the but they may not vote on it. Who knows? I, I, it, you know, some of them may not vote on it, like because a lot of them just don't vote. Yeah, the most but, conservative yeah. blacks that I know in my family don't vote in like particularly. They don't vote. They are not registered. They don't want to be registered. Like it's it's because that's how much they distrust the government. They don't want them to know the government to know where they live. Like they're under the books on everything. Oh man, they should. Do, I wish you could register at a PO box. You should only have to prove your your citizenship. That's it. Like, come in with a driver's license. If it's valid, you get to vote. Fair enough. Like, you don't need to record my address. Although you kind of need that to determine where I'm voting in. But, um, it's just like I was having this discussion with my friend last night because a lot of libertarians don't vote. Um. And I was like, look, if you, because they say, you know, voting is a way of forcing someone to do something, right? Yo, Yo I, I'm busy it's right using, now. You, know, you, you can use your vote to oppress others. I was like, exactly. Yeah, you can. And if you don't vote, you are willingly allowing someone else's voice to speak over yours. By voting. You... Yo, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll start over there. All right. Uh, so I was having this conversation with my with my friend last night because he's a libertarian who doesn't believe in voting, um, as a lot of libertarians don't. 
And this usually comes from the idea that a vote is uh, a show of force. It's a way to use your voice to dictate the life of someone else, right? And I go, except if you understand that there is one side who's always going to be voting to trample on you, your refusing to vote is, a, is an acknowledgement, is, is consent for them to enter into your life. If you use your vote to tell them to fuck off, you are merely expressing your right of self-defense in the democratic means. Right? It's, if, you, if you think that a vote is oppressive, then you are willingly allowing someone to oppress. If a gun can be used by the government to oppress, so can a vote. And if you do not use your vote to fight off, then, then you deserve what's happening. I was like, how can you expect us to maintain liberty when the people who value liberty the most are the ones who refuse to, to fight for it? Mm -hmm. And I was like, libertarians got to stop this shit. Libertarians have to understand that uh, if they want to be able to live their lives the way they want, they kind of got to start interjecting right now. Well, that's, that's the difference between uh, immature and uh, mature male you know school of thought like one wants to preserve one has agency one wants to preserve what their grandkids can do whereas the immature just cares about what they're doing yeah and i'm like look i get that your principles mean that you can't um that you shouldn't be voting but we exist in a situation where the people who are voting are voting to take away your rights yeah um, they're not using, they're using a gun in a way you need to use the same weapon back. You need to be able to defend yourself with like means. Just as I want to be able to arm myself with the weapons necessary to fight off a tyrannical government with force, I also want to be able to do that with words. And so he's not, he's really not the only libertarian that feels that. That's, that's a common libertarian mindset. Um, uh, well, I don't really ascribe to them because I don't understand that. Well, I mean, I understand yeah, no. why, but like obviously you need to wake up and actually see what's going on yeah i mean but we have you know we have this situation and i was trying to figure figure it out i was like you know there is privilege in america um and yeah we live in the say, best country in the world exactly but like even within american society there is people call it white privilege and but i say no 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 you're 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 misinterpreting it a lot of white people have this privilege, but anybody can have this privilege, right? What is the number one complaint with black communities as far as, as no injustices go? But well, no, no dads. But like, if we're talking systems, it's it's always talking about how the police fuck them over, how the how the courts fuck them over, all this other stuff, right? Yeah. What is the most powerful institution in America? Bar none. Uh, the justice system. The justice system. Let's put it this way. Privilege is determined by what kind of legal defense you can get in a courtroom. Why does every single, uh, why does every single major corporation not even have to worry about laws? Because they have an army of lawyers. Yeah. Here's a good example. I'm going to, um, do you understand, uh, how intellectual properties operate? Um, as far as patents, kind of, yeah. So things, when you invent an intellectual property, mm -hmm. you get a hundred years, a hundred years of you, you can use that exclusively. Well, do you know what happens on January 1st, 2024? Hundred years is up of something. What is the most famous pub like entertainment icon logo you can possibly think of? Oh. <laughs> Disney. Yeah. Mr. Mickey Mouse goes into public domain. Which means literally any you and I can change our logo to Mickey Mouse and they can't do anything about it. Huh. Do you think that's gonna happen? No. Not in the slightest. Not ever is that gonna happen. You know why? Because they have Disney, the best attorneys and lawyers they, in the world. They have judicial privilege. Judicial privilege is the real privilege in America. 
um, judicial privilege is what prevents the consequences of uh, from actually taking form. In group preference is always going to be there. Let's like let's look at this. Um, say you're watching in an MMA fight, you have no idea who's involved. Uh, you have nothing, no idea about about the people, right? And there's a white dude fighting a black dude. Not, most of the time, you're going to side with if you know nothing else. You're going to side with the person who looks most like you. Personally, I will side with the black dude because, like, I tend to just, for some reason, I just, like, I don't know. I just always, I just always go with something like that. But, like, in group ah, preference. you racist, bro. You think black people more athletic. <laughs> legitimately, like, I, I tend to believe black people are more athletic, uh, at least in America. And that's, the reasons behind that are for a different reason and something that that's I don't because you got ever want to in basketball, man. Skr, skr. Yeah. You want to be real? It's because it's a lot of it probably has to do with eugenics. Um, uh, for sure, and, slavery, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> and it, but I mean, it ended up like black people in America are the most athletic humans on planet Earth, and it's unreal. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, like the fact that there's a seven foot tall Kevin Durant who was able to play with the uh, the agility of someone who's six foot tall. The fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo, even though he's Greek from, from Africa, um, but like uh, you have Kevin Durant, you have LeBron James, you have like people like Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal. It's like there's, you know, black people happen to t usually are more athletic, but let's put it this way. So say the only thing now you know about the black person versus the white person is that the black person is American and the white person is Russian. I will always go with the American in that situation. Well, yeah, let's of break course. It down. Let's break it down a little bit further. Let's say the white person is from L.A. and the black person's from North Dakota. I'm going to go with the white person because I'm from L.A. Um, what, what it comes down to is that in-group preference will always be there, right? And it, all, it just comes down to how, like, just determining factors in the end. Um, so where are you going with this? But where I was going with this is that, like, the in-group preference is always going to be there on, on, in a business sense. So, when, when, because they also complain about, you know, black people don't get hired for jobs as much as white people do. And it's just like, it just, it, it really just depends. Like, honestly, there are situations where more black people are hired than white people, where more Asians are hired than, you know, Latinos, where more, you know, Asians are hired. If, if we want to talk about anything, Asians are like dominate. But, um, when it comes to something like the legal system, where there, where in-group preference is is non-existent, where it comes down to legal preference, right? Let's say you're in a black community where most people cannot afford a lawyer. It's a high crime neighborhood where most people cannot afford afford a lawyer. The ability to afford some a lawyer above the level of a public defender gives you privilege means you will most likely get off with any crime that isn't like rape or murder. Yeah, but okay, I, you know, sidetrack here though, real quick. Yeah. You know, you're talking about um, getting lawyers and good enough lawyers. Anyways, why for all of these cases do they keep using that same attorney that uh, they used in the Trayvon Martin case? Oh, because he's, he's made his name on doing yeah, that? Yeah, but as he's soon lost as he's every single time. Well, there's there's a combination of why they lost, mainly because like he sucks. Here's That's the thing: what I'm is like, saying. so why keep yeah. picking him? Because he's the first one to call every I single time and how, offer to do a pro bono, and it's like it's ridiculous. Who cares? But you also gotta, but you Everybody also gotta understand. Pro bono. You gotta understand also that a lot of times the person on the other end is being overcharged to the point where there is no winning. That's what I'm saying. So why keep picking these people? Because they just they forward the movement. There's a, look, Derek Chauvin's gonna get off because they're going after murder too. Look, why does so, why does someone sit on someone else's neck for eight minutes and forty two seconds, forty six seconds? I don't know. Because you don't think you're gonna fucking kill him. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, look, if he wanted to kill him, he'd have killed him. He'd have killed him outright. Look, um, that. That story keep getting fishier and fishier. You ever look at you ever look at the Asian dude's uh, badge? 
No. It's like an iron-on, like what you see on like a shirt, like a t-shirt. Oh, no, that, that itself, that like the army had something similar, right? Uh, I had the choice of wearing, I could wear metal pins or I could wear like sew-on pins I and stuff like that. I never seen that for police. And when the hell, I, I've, I, I looked up that. some pictures and like, uh, yeah, Minneapolis wears that blue, but who the hell wears blue anymore? I thought yeah, all no, police most of them are like black. black or it's either black or super or dark blue. navy blue. Yeah, yeah. Well, ne- ne- that light blue is weird. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm not, very confused. Anyways, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big fan about it. Um, it's just like to me, it's just like we have to like where I'm getting at with this is the problem is the legal system itself, the justice system itself. Being able to afford a better lawyer should not be able to allow you to skirt the laws. Yeah, that's because we haven't defined a set like what is legal, what isn't legal based off of what what goes across the whole board. Like reciprocity. The greatest failing of the founding fathers was not dictating jurisprudence. Nope. No, you're right. Like, and that's that's why reciprocity has to be like at least discussed. You want it, and and here's the thing: is like, yeah, reciprocity. The law of reciprocity uh, started off as a right wing movement, but here's the thing: is that it creates a system in which right wingers and left wingers cannot use the system to hurt the other side. Yeah, it works so well for both of us. You know, they don't have to worry about us; we don't have to worry about them. Like that's so great. They they form city states. Um, look, even our, our national, our military would still be at the federal level to protect the landmass as a whole. Yeah. Um, but it would be like L.A. would be able to go as far liberal as they want. And the right wingers would have a chance to flee and get out of the city if they like. Yeah. I mean, and they wouldn't have to be dictated by L.A.'s laws. They yeah. Could, yeah. So L.A. Even- would outside of these Free cities is what they're going to be called. Uh, liberalism like does not exist. It would be technically yeah. illegal. It was. You could do whatever you want, but it, the next issue comes down to like national representation. How are we going to do that? Are we going to tell the people of LA they don't get national level representation? Or well, what? because we can't control them. They can't. Yeah, there, there's no need. There's no need for them to have any national representation because none of none of what we do will affect them. I mean, then it comes down to what happens if LA gets attacked. I'm, that's Are what I'm saying. Is, yeah, yeah, the military protects the landmass as a whole. Are, is LA still a part of America? Yes. But we're just, you know, they're the city-state of Los Angeles? Yeah. And they have their own autonomy, they can make their own, dictate their own trade regulations and stuff like that. Yes. Well, trade regulations into the country as a whole, probably not. Yeah. Um, there's still, because here's the problem is there still needs to be some kind of overarching, because you're still going to need a way for the city states to interact. It'll essentially um, just. Easily. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess they're, they would be under the same currency and stuff like that. Re- well, relatively. I don't know how they're going to do the currency thing. I'll have to read into that. But I, I do know, like, as a whole, the military will still protect the landmass because that's that's that'd be dumb not to. Yeah, I, I, I've had this conversation. I had this conversation again with Joe last night, actually. I was like, because there's there's been a big push to, like, privatize the military or do something, go anarcho-capitalist. We don't have to do that. I don't care. I, but I tell him, I go, look. You can privatize the military as soon as you can eliminate the existential threats that just want to destroy America. Well, that's what I'm saying. And let's keep the military federal and let's yeah. let's protect the landmass as a whole. But if L.A. wants to, you know, just shit on themselves, let them. Yeah, you can have, you know, but I but I was saying because it's like. If you have a four trillion dollar budget and seven hundred and fifty tri- billion are going to the military, and then the rest is going to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, all that kind of stuff, to me, it sounds like three point uh, three trillion dollars was wasted because I think the federal government's only responsibility is to facilitate our freedom, and that means making sure we have a military strong enough to tell everyone else in the world "fuck off," like 
That's that's the military's whole purpose is to tell the rest of the world, fuck off, free people live here, you can't touch. Yeah, them. I agree with you, and I don't mind. I just wish we could, you know, get rid of the fraud, waste, and abuse. Exactly, and I think you know uh, we need to seriously like because because here's the thing is that these city states would still have to be a part of America, but like national level laws. It, there it's something aren't that, that has many to be national level laws that are going to be passed in general. Yeah. Because we want it to be, uh, you know, county determined essentially. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is how it should be. Yeah. Honestly. That's, that's what the- this is, is a return to community, um, small community. And uh, there's going to be, it's basically a shift back to state power and even more to that local government power. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, which is how it should be. That's how the Democrats have been winning. They decided to focus on the local level rather than anything well, else. Well, they got the us away from failed. it. So, like, uh, oh, oh, here, here's the thing. Um, there wouldn't be an electoral college anymore. That's terrifying. Well, the vote for, like, president is going to be, like, how it was set up or what one way that it was originally wanting to be set up and it would be a govern the senate would be like governors the governors of each state yeah but you need you need some kind of unified singular body to represent america that's like the president's main job is supposed to be represent america on the global stage that's what i'm saying but he's voted on and picked by governors the way the way England does it and stuff like that. Yeah, just yeah, to, yeah. And it's essentially yeah, yeah. like having an electoral college, but we actually know who our electoral college is. It's our own governor. Okay, yeah. No, you know what? I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, it, I say there's no electoral college, but that's just how we know it right now. There's, It wouldn't be the same. I like the idea of... I do kind of like England's idea of you vote the party and the party decides who the leader is because, like, imagine right now... The conservatives would be like, uh, hey, hey, Donnie, yeah, either you put Twitter down or we're going to put Ted Cruz in there. Yeah, and, you know, you have different... No, I agree. And uh, to me, there's more accountability. You know, when... If if my governor, if Governor Stitt voted for someone I don't mess with, then I can just go right down to Oklahoma City and be like, hey, bro, like, uh, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and that's and that's, you know... I mean, there, there's a lot to be discussed, and uh, when we come back, we will actually be look, taking a little bit of a deeper dive into how propertarianism is set up. Welcome back to Common Nonsense with Kevin and Kobe. Um, I know that a break didn't seem very long for you because we don't have any advertisers yet, but it was very long for us. <laughs> yeah, I went and played golf. How'd you do? Uh, actually, I got a birdie on hole 17, which didn't make any sense because I played it probably like... Uh, 30 yards short of the green but it rolled all the way up to the green and onto the green so you like, got that tiger woods look yes and then i just birdie putt it was the best putt of the day and put it in put it in two strokes man two strokes sounds like my uh, saturday nights yeah anyways <laughs> dude so i was uh you know, I've been I've been working for uh, a local senator here. I'm not going to use their name, but it's been really yeah, interesting, man. Like, there are a lot of people right now that are just dying to get back to work. Oh, There's, of course. There is so much frustration with with how things are going, and it's it's pretty mind boggling sometimes. Though the cognitive dissonance people are comfortable with displaying at times, like. And the senator I work for is, is incredibly bipartisan and he does really good work. And he's, you know, he's one of the most bipartisan legislators in America. And people come out and say he's, he's too supportive of Trump and all this. And I'm like, OK, but his actions don't reflect that. He just he reflects it reflects someone who wants to get shit done, but understands that they're in politics. So they can't just, you know, burn every bridge as they're trying to walk across them. But uh, at the same time, you can there, no, there's, there's a yes and a no. Like, I mean, not everybody's cut out to burn the bridges, but there are some that know how to make sure that they do the job they're supposed to do. And 
you know, as long as the legislation come out coming out displays a consistent ability to recognize the issues they should be tackling as a representative of the, their constituents, and as long as you know they display the ability to operate with people of the other party, you know, if if you're going to come out and support Trump, that's fine because as long as you're willing to stand up to Trump when it's needed, so that's all we need. And and he has done that. It's just that like. Trump derangement syndrome, man. It is yeah, real. But that, that, everything that you just said is uh, assuming that our system is like fairly okay. Like it gets the job done, which no, in my everything opinion, I, it does not get the job done at no, all. My everything I just said applies to someone who understands how broken the system is and what what needs to be done in order to actually get anything accomplished. Like, yeah, but uh, everything that's accomplished tends to be. Uh, like I'd say probably 95% of what is being passed, whether it be bipartisan, partisan, left, right, it doesn't really matter right now, um, is to the detriment of the United States. I like mean, how, how silly is it for Oklahoma to pass a law that states, you know, we're not going to allow red flag laws here in the Oklahoma, state of Oklahoma? That doesn't make any sense to pass a law to cover something that's already been covered. Yeah, I mean, like, wouldn't that's wouldn't, to the detriment? That's a waste of time. I mean, but at the same time, like all we've learned recently is that you need to be incredibly explicit um, in how you're how you're governing. And to me, you have to pass that law now because without it, people are going to try to pass a law, a red flag law, which is yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Our system right now is yeah, to it, the it's broken. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's no reason why the Supreme Court hasn't taken up a case, and it's you know. Yeah, I'm but still in my waiting. opinion, there's no reason to be bipartisan anymore, like, for a long time. It, it, honestly, it'd probably be better if we didn't do anything, didn't pass a law, period. Left, right, doesn't matter. We just landlocked completely. Uh, we'd probably do a lot better. What if the law itself limits government abilities, like government expansion? The law itself is a restriction on government size. It, sure. But yeah. as of right now, like, it's already too big. Making it any smaller is not going to do too much, and making it any bigger is not going to do much either. Uh, fair enough. I mean, we... I don't know. It's We're just in such a bad situation right now. Yeah, that. we're in a really bad time, but uh, honestly, 2020 with all this escalation is my favorite year. Uh, I'm so glad because people are waking up and realizing, oh, crap, uh, our system's broken big time. And and you already see the left wanting to separate. So why don't we just do that? At this point, as long as it's you know broken down fairly, it's it doesn't matter whether it's fair or not, because it's us who are the ones that are doing the separating. It is the smart right, the strong, the winning right that breaks it down and sep like we're the ones who can control how we separate and whether it's violent or peaceful. Yeah, I mean... History's written by the winners, bro. I'm really interested to see what ends up happening, because you can't break up the union entirely, but you could. You might be able to just divide the union between... <coughs> well, we're just re, re, redrawing state lines and stuff. That's all that needs to be done, really. Because we've already self-segregated, uh, like, right and left, uh, to the most part, for the most part. Like, you see the highest concentrations of lefties in big cities. We need to, we really need to break California up. Well, I mean, just give them city states within their cities, you know, like San Fran and. Well, and no, because you got to understand the LA, the left, the LA liberal or the California liberal city state would be the entirety of the coast up until about sixty miles north of San Francisco. Okay. Uh, so you 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 that's that's my big qualm is that you can't just you have to divide it into its own state. You have to break the coast off from the the middle. Um. And you have to allow the coast uh, to govern itself because you, what are you going to do? Create a se separate city state for San Diego, L.A., San Jose, uh, San Francisco, Oakland. Like, how are you how are you going to break these up? Are you Santa Barbara like? Yeah. So I'm looking at the 3D map right now and uh, San Diego for sure would be one. L.A., um, San Fran, San Jose. Yeah, they're not that big, so. San Jose um, is the third biggest city in, in, in California. I, I understand that, but... It's bigger my, than San Diego. I'm, I'm just looking at the 3D map right now, bro. Yeah. 
and even like Sam Fran, like as far as concentration between like how left they are, um, their county is big enough to where Seattle's county outvotes them left leaning. I mean, we got like, and like Houston, Houston would be city state. Um, uh, at a point, at a point, you might as well just, just, just like call it its own, just state because it's so continuous all up and down the coast because everything in between those city states is also going to be in line with those city states. That's, that's fair, but they just shouldn't be able to have any, uh, any sway in the national election. Like the real, the real things that need to be looked at as city states are places like Denver, uh, Chicago, St. Louis, yeah, Dallas. so I'm looking at Denver, but down the south side of Denver, like uh, Littleton area and uh, Highlands Ranch, yeah. they're still red. Yeah, but you know, that's why you you have to you have to make some kind of uniform uniform distinguishing uh, thing that indicates okay, so this is this is the criteria by which we're going to allow the separation. Because are you going to let Littleton remain maintain its tiny little pocket? There's you you got you know you have to tell people Littleton look man Denver is going Denver is li- a liberal city state now El Paso County 30 40 miles away which happens to be way better anyways way cheaper to live in yeah that's open no Littleton is in a separate county that's what I'm saying I'm looking at Jeff- it. it's in it's in Jefferson County yeah they're um, voting red at least in 2016 they did yeah um I mean, you you could you could, but again, at that point, it's like you gotta you kind of got. Denver be able would to just be separate from the rest of Colorado because the blue. You know, if you live like I'm looking at it, and like it seems like the Breckenridge area is yeah. blue. Um, the corridor basically, the I-70 corridor is basically blue. A little bit there. Once you get over to Aspen, it turns back red. It's just right there at Breckenridge and like Crested Butte. Um, because their population is not so big, they can either vote red. Or move to Denver. I mean, it's you can't tell them how to vote. Vote. You can't tell them how yeah, they're supposed can. to vote. You're supposed to well, set okay, up a you, system. There's no option to vote left. How about that? There's literally no option to yeah, vote left. So, so yeah, no. It all it all comes down to if you can create a system where they won't be able to um, destroy with the with, by abusing the system, then you might as well just not even separate at that point. No, let, let them separate because that's what, why you think there's so much hostility right now, especially with the large populations. What I'm looking at is like LA, large black and Hispanic population, correct? Yeah. All right. Even if their system is created to where they cannot vote left, they're going to be so pissed off because they think white people owe them 24 seven period. That's what, and then that, that's when we get the hostility. So we allow them to govern themselves so that they don't feel the hostility and they can't blame and say someone's oppressing them what i'm saying is that unless you are also willing to put a gun to someone's head and tell them they have to move out of your country um what do you mean move out of my country i move out of my area like if your neighbor ends up being a liberal and voting left they can't they can either not vote left or they can leave what do you mean vote left there's no it's impossible to vote left under propertarianism no, but what do you mean vote left? You, there's nothing to vote left for. So you, you either but don't no, you vote. Have to, you, have, you have to define what voting left is, what kind of policies voting left is. Anything that uh, infringes on reciprocity. Okay, because there's right, there's right policies that do that as well. I, what I'm saying is there's no policies that infringe on reciprocity. So yeah, so if you create a system where there are no f- policies that are able to infringe on reciprocity, then it doesn't even matter. Because it does they matter because no, there's because hostility. The- That's what I'm saying. You have to understand that. Like, okay, in a homogenous, no. like white, like, okay, Broken Arrow, where it's m- mainly white, no, there's not going to be any, like, hostility. But you go to Northside Tulsa, there's going to be his- hostility. So you have to allow them to separate and have to be able to say, look, you're on, you're doing your own thing. You, you don't have to, you, there's no blaming me. You can, you, we're can you can, you can like, you can <clears throat> further extend, you know, major metropolitan areas abilities to self govern. And you can limit what kinds of things they're allowed to uh, decide on. But at the end of the day, if you create a system like reciprocity, we're only tax, we're only 
um, property owners are allowed to vote mm-hmm. on tax increases. Um, you create a system where it's like, look, as soon you know, if there is some kind of quote unquote tension, the solution is right there. As soon as you own, as soon as you own a house or you own an apartment or you own a condo or you own something like that, you have voting rights. Yeah, but in North Tulsa, they'll still vote for it, even if they own a house. I, I think you'd be surprised. Uh, I, I, what I, percentage I'm of telling you, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because I, I see it. I've lived here for 20 some odd years. No, but there, you see it in a system where you are able to vote yes on tax increases without even having the money. I'm, you got to yeah, understand. Well, I'm, most of the people that are owners, most, there's, what? most of the people that are going to be voting against a tax increase are going to be property owners, people who have a stake, people who make and enough money that they, white. that don't want their taxes increased. And generally white. Maybe twenty five percent of the people that would vote yes to a tax increase are going to fall into the uh, into the category of of uh, property owner, but that means that if you remove the non-property owners from the, from the vote, it's overwhelming that the taxes I, I, wouldn't pass. No, I understand, but you still have like, well, that's because you, <laughs> there's such the a is, small minority, there's minorities that still own property and still vote to increase taxes because they have a, like an empathetic, they feel total empathy towards the other unfit people that live around them. Yeah, maybe one out of every four that that has you know property still feels that way. But no, you know what? it's going to be higher than that in the black community, bro. Well, I can you tell you that right you, now. So here's the thing: is that it would incentivize, uh, it would incentivize, it would disincentivize people renting. It would incentivize people owning. It would incentivize people to save up to. Rather than just spend all the money they get, you would have. I want to have a say in the government. Okay, I'm, I have to save up for this condo now. Yeah, but you and have to you- understand that I have black family members that live in middle class, and some of them are even doing better than me, and still vote left completely. And it's just, it's literally pretty much just because black people vote Democrat. Like, that's, that's their logic. That's well, what I'm saying. So let's separate. Well, here's the thing. So let's separate. So, so you create the 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 system of reciprocity, and also a lot of the government programs go away. Also, okay. A lot of the- and then what happens to my black family? They they feel pissed off. They they feel cheated. That's why you let them separate. Let them move to to where they want to move to. Not all of them are going to move, but I would guess actually at least half of my family are going to move, especially the LGBT community in my family are going to move to these left cities and and run themselves in the ground so you let them but if you don't give them an option to to self-governance that's that's when you end up you know with riots fair you gotta understand that yeah yeah that's you gotta understand that and that's gonna be that's a thing no but i think i think that the cruelty of just throwing people to the wolves. It's like, no, how about we, we put into place the system no, that that's would the, generate that's the most prosperity. Want. That's what they want. Allow them to run. Okay. In, in, in ancient times, we used to kill people, you know, who, who committed crimes. Even if what we consider like, ooh, that's harsh. You got killed for, for even relatively minor crimes, correct? Uh, I mean, stealing, not. stealing in France was decapitation for a cool little minute. Oh, during was that during the Re- French Revolution or is that like that Middle era Ages and and feudal era b- before that when they were Francia? I mean, fair enough. Like Germany, is- same thing. Even when it was the holy, when it was like the Holy German Empire, the Holy Roman Empire 2.0, they were killing people for for hanging for. Uh, you know, you know, if, if you commit, if you steal or, or like, uh, if you steal a certain amount, you got hanged. Yeah. And, and I mean, what does that do that weeds out that weeds out the unfit, the crowd that is deviant, the crowd that is trying to undermine everyone else? I mean, that is the that parasites, a- quote unquote. That is kind of, uh, you know, like a fair point. But at the same time, it's like we both know that death is not is not, you know, 
somebody yeah, but voluntary death if you take yourself into your own death that's fine yeah so if i put you in a place if i give you the option to either live prosperous but you have to change the way you think or you can go live how you want to live but you run the risk of running it into the ground which they in their mind they still don't think they can run it into the ground allow yeah. them to go run it into the ground and if they yeah. perish then they perish that's not my fault and i won't feel bad at all that's fair that's a i will feel that, yeah, zero no. guilt that is fair i mean like there just has to be a way to allow them to have the autonomy to run themselves into the ground but also like you know they're still americans like yeah no trust me they're still americans and they're still protected by the overall military but you are not getting bailed out that's the whole point of this is that's why we're in so much debt and stuff is we bail out state cities who run themselves into the ground yep i mean stupid policy is what's killing us we just spent like four trillion dollars bailing ourselves out for an overblown disease that's what i'm saying who's you know the average age of death of from covid is literally higher than the average life expectancy for for an American. I, I know, that's what I'm like, saying. So what that's so let them if they want to do that. If the AOCs of the world who AOC literally thinks the Green New Deal is like the best thing ever. Let her run that in LA. Let her run that in San Fran. Let her run that in Chirac. Let her run that in Miami. <sighs> It would just cause a lot of problems, especially because of it causes the problems for them, but not us. Well, no, because all the ports that we would need for trade are all liberally controlled, except mm. for Houston. I guarantee, I guarantee, there's a nice little pocket by the ports in San Diego. There's one in Virginia. The yeah, like you said, the Houston one, the Baton Rouge one is fairly is actually relatively red and um you need easy access to asia man you can't have people I, having to go through the panama i now. understand i understand but i'm sure there are already companies like some tech companies that are leaving seattle because it's gotten too crazy for them dude walmart freaking walmart is threatening to leave play What's really going to run them into the, uh, these communities in the ground is when they real when all these companies just leave these areas. Yeah, so let them. It's going to be and they're going to be like it's white flight. No, it's you did not protect our businesses when we needed. I you don't to. care what they call it. It doesn't matter. Call it white flight. I don't care. Have you noticed how all these businesses put BLM yeah. and shit all over their windows? It's like uh, who was I? It was actually uh, Mr. Ben Shapiro. I think I was listening to. He it's goes, smart. "This is it's how you don't get your windows broken." Well, it would, it's the equivalent of if, if it was a white supremacist, right? You would say KKK, yeah, you know, that's we what support I'm saying. which is what BLM is. And again, that's, that's just the, the horrifying reality is that the Black Lives Matter movement itself, like saying Black Lives Matter has weight. It has, uh, there, there is, this is why I don't, I, I don't say all lives matter in response, because if you're a genuinely if you are genuinely motivated, you're saying Black Lives Matter because you understand, hey, all lives matter. It just so happens that the government has really fucked over black people historically. You, you know what I say in response to Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter? What? I say my life matter. I don't care about yours. <laughs> fair, fair enough. But, like, but at the end of the day, it's like... My life and my grandkids' life matter. I don't care about y'all's. There is something to be said for the fact that the Black Lives Matter move, like saying Black Lives Matter, yeah, you know what, this needs to be heard. Sorry that white people don't riot, no, not even just riot, but protest over white people getting killed the same way black people do. I think that's a strength of the black community that the white community uh, needs to be looking at and saying, hey, you know, we need to be bringing this. We, the reason why people think systemic racism exists is because white people do not make the same kind of stink. Well, there's two about reasons for that about the same same injustices that black people do no the, I know. the riots over brianna taylor the, the protests over brianna taylor culminating in george floyd were incredible duncan limp where were the white people rioting about duncan limp oh, you can't write about duncan limp the, here's because here's the thing is that like we us white people have something to play too because they wouldn't be able to point to this if we were also writing about the same injustices, because then it would be like, oh, look, you know, you had Duncan Lump get killed the same way as Breonna Taylor. You had Kelly Thomas get killed or you had um, Tony. Uh, what's 
Tony Tempa killed the exact same way as George Floyd. You had Kelly Thomas in Orange County beaten to literal death. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of this case. It happened yeah, in Orange County. That. 2016, for those of you unaware, um, for 35 minutes, cops beat a white homeless man to death in Orange County. At one point, a cop put his fist in front of Kelly Thomas and said, I will fucking kill you with these. Um, and beat, the, beat this homeless man to death. And... And white people, like... This is this is something that happens to everyone and we need to know that. It's like, yes, you know what? Black communities, we hear you and we are on your side because you know what? We go through the same injustices you do. We just are not as vocal and strong about it as you are. And there's there's something to be said for the fact that we are aware of pretty much every single uh murder by black people by a black person of a cop, but we're not made aware of almost any murders of white people by cops because you know a lot of white people say yeah that's just the system and black people say the same thing but but they get angry about it and they get passionate about it and they lead the the rallies and they lead the protests and they have and they do what is necessary to actually bring about change you know like i think you know if you're going to be a white person saying all lives matter no you screw you you failed you so you want you want white people to be proud of their race I want, I'm not saying be proud of your race. I'm saying like, what? I'm saying if you had not, if we had not been getting mad at, at people like Duncan Limp, like Tony Timpa getting murdered, we need to be pointing this out as well. Like the systemic. I know, but white people should be proud of being white. Don't be silly. Okay. Fair enough. Like everybody should be proud of their origins. Exactly. 100%. Everyone should be proud Everyone of their Everyone should be proud of their origins. As long as you're proud. Especially white people. But as long as you're not, it's not to a detriment of others. It's like, yeah, you know what? No, we, we're standing with you all. because we've seen, we have, we are seeing the same things happening to, to us. We're seeing the same things happen to you. And we think it's wrong in both circumstances. And we're going to fight with you because we want, because we want it fixed too. Yeah, but there's there's two reasons, uh, probably three. You're seeing it. Um, you saw it right there from me. It's like we've created a situation where people, no, where only yeah, certain know, races are allowed to be proud of their color. Yeah, good thing for good. I'm glad you came to that conclusion and vocalized it. I'm sure you've been thinking about it, but at least you vocalized it now. It's because um, yeah, it's be one white people. White people, if uh, nowadays, tend to be the the ones to short their heritage more than anything. Um, white people have been duped, tricked, some white people into thinking that they are bad, like their heritage is evil. Yeah, white guilt, man. The, the exact opposite of evil it is so good. Like, man. Um, and then with that, it compounds into the media cannot bring Duncan Limp and Tony Tempa to light because then it looks bad. Yeah, because they... And they don't want to. Well, there's there's an agenda behind it. The Black Lives Matter is Marxist. Um, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. And it's like, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's people need to be proud of where they come from. People need to be proud that's of their heritage. Um, but you need to, but as long as it's a genuine pride. And in, with an understanding of, hey, yeah, this is, you know, this is where I come from. This is where you come from. We both come from great places. Let's get together and share the great things that we have, to sh you know, that our, that our separate cultures have created that can be shared together. Yeah, but so as of now, like, uh, blacks cannot be, I'm going to use the word saved. Black culture, uh, the black community as a whole, not all, not all, not all, but most cannot be saved and cannot lift out of poverty and and just hatefulness and stuff like that until they realize that all cultures are unique but not all cultures are equal and western european culture is the pinnacle of of what culture should be before all this this uh postmodern marxism has gotten into Hello, um, we apologize for the cutoff there halfway through my thought, but um, Kevin's recording cut him off about 10 minutes early, so he didn't respond to that. We have to finish that next time. Um, we hope you had a great time listening to Common Nonsense with Kevin and Kobe. I hope you have a wonderful day. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you.